0: Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. It's four o'clock. ESPN Welcome Radio to Montes, Montana's K-K's only statewide sports, sports talk and show and one hundred two broadcast K-FM. on one hundred two point nine ESPN IBS Radio Soda. for
1: Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football. No. Sports Talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris Studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Presidents of the institutions which comprise the big sky are voting as we speak, reportedly. The PGA is going on as we speak, factually and Mr. Ben Simmons is out indefinitely. It is to Tell and New one. is 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you. Thanks for letting us be along board with you on this very fine Thursday afternoon. ESPN Radio across Western Montana, SWX Montana. Television across the whole state and on the World Wide Web. 1029 espncom You can go listen live anytime you would like to on the stream. The stream is available whenever you would like it. You can listen live to the station and, of course, to the show when it's on. The stream is there thanks to Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank. Your opportunity, if you want to call, you can do that as well. 361-3688, 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. By the way, again, you can text that number as well. Send us a text and uh, uh, let us know what you think, what your feedback is. Yeah, for the first time in the history of this show, Coulter was in the studio before me. I was watching John Rom hit a putt. That's why I sprinted in late, and then you're screaming at me, we're on, we're on. So I just opened up the mic and blathered out, but I still had 30 full seconds. I was good. <laughs> I was very early today. Uh, let's take a look at what we got in the show today uh, with the uh, continuing you know, fallout, however you want to talk it, byproduct by aftermath of the of the vote that essentially delivered a list of, of, of um, necessities, of requirements, of uh, division, well, all divisions, of all sports in the fall from the NCAA to uh, have a fall sports championship from the NCAA Board of Governors yesterday. Many institutions are meeting and voting today, including the Big Sky Conference, whose presidents are voting right now. Uh, the athletic directors did earlier. We'll get into the dynamic that's at play there. And also, uh, the Missouri Valley uh, is is uh, has met but has not made a decision. So, we we'll get into that a little bit. I promised Coulter, I promised him this today. I want my man to be in a good mood today that we would talk about some NBA stuff. So, we are going to get into that. Notably, Ben Simmons out indefinitely with a sublime, what did I, subluxion of his patella tendon. Uh, I don't know entirely what that is but it ain't good, and as Brett Brown said, the head coach of the 76ers, quote, this one stings for sure. They don't know yet uh, the uh, extent of of the injury or the duration that he'll be out, but he is going to be out for some time. The PGA Championship is in full swing. The first half of the day has uh, finished. The second half have just begun their rounds uh, out there in San Francisco. Jason Day, the lone wolf at top. Or four now at minus five. There's a whole group at four and three under. So he, uh, but he got a shot of sixty-five, five hundred sixty-five today. Uh, and uh, I don't even remember who I picked in our little uh, side wager there, Culture. So I'm going to get to you on that. Top of the hour. Very happy to have Lexi Deedon in uh, in on the show. She will be our uh, high school senior spotlight today. Uh, we do the senior spotlight each Thursday, and Lexi Deedon is uh, obviously a graduate of Sentinel High School. School and unbelievable career there at Sentinel, and now a Montana State commit. In fact, is in Bozeman already uh, over there. Uh, they're already working out, on masks on, but in the gym doing the thing. So uh, we'll uh, look forward to catching up with her. And we we'll get into some high school stuff the state baseball tournament, the Missoula Mavericks, two and done double elimination tournament they lost today to the great falls chargers so they are the first team out of the state tournament great falls uh lives to see another day and there are other games going on in progress right now and also the news that there will be no non-conference games at the high school level uh in uh in this in sports this fall so in football specifically so we'll get into uh, all this stuff and more on a very fun thursday for you coulter thanks for opening the show up for me thanks for sitting here make me very comfortable
0: You forgot you buried the lead. Anybody watching on TV, you can see we have some cards up here. We'll be giving away some cards later. I got a bunch of cards. I mean, I'm trying to make everybody happy. Yes. None of what we're going to talk about for the first half an hour at least of this show is going to make anybody happy. Yeah. So I'm just trying to make everybody happy. So Good stay man. Tuned. Yeah, Second yeah. We hour, got, we got, we got some to cards give to give away. Sure. I might be sporadically opening my own cards on the show because I have ADD and I listen to Gus better when I don't look at him and I do other activities. Now
1: I, I'm I'm in a great mood and I'll tell you why. I got two reasons I'm in a great mood.
0: Because you're not sweating like I am.
1: Well, that'd be one thing. Uh, actually, three reasons. First of all, let me start here. Reese, our guy Reese, does a great job producing this show when he sits back there. We appreciate him very much. He is, uh, as we've talked about on this show, he's a, he's a tech tech guy. He knows about lighting. He knows what what are you what are you doing? I'm just you're making it, some you're cars. making all this racket over we, here. You're the now?
0: one that controls the mics. What?
1: Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you are you're you are an addict. You like you might we might have to check you in to card treatment somewhere. This is remarkable. I'm just
0: trying to listen to the words that are coming out stop, of your
1: mouth. Stop. Anyway. Uh, Reese does a great job, uh, uh, knows all the ways to keep us on the radio and make everything sound good. He's got the lighting stuff down. He's got all the everything, air, all the tech stuff. He's normally rolling in, you know, some cutoff shirt, some sort of like cargo short deal. Got like a, maybe a little, uh, what do you call it? Like, you know, kind of a, a, a tool belt kind of thing going on a tech tool belt, that kind of thing today. Russell Wilson jersey on Reese. Look at him that. going for the Seahawks sports side of things here. So very nice, Reese. That puts me in a good mood. The other thing that puts me in a good mood is that uh, I went back there and there was coffee available, which sometimes there good. is not. And, of course, I can't you know be bothered to go in there a half an hour before the show and actually make my own pot of coffee. I just go back there at 3.57 just hoping and praying that there's something in the bottom of the pot. Fortunately, Tommy came through. The third thing that I'm happy about is we're going to go. Floating on the river when this is all said and done. See, Ryan can only
0: talk life. about his personal plans when he knows his wife is not within radio. Signal. No, no, no.
1: I, 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 <laughs> the, the, the difference is if my wife was here, this would not be my plan for the night. That's right. So it's not about hiding anything. It's just right. about the. Now that I have uh, the ability to do it, I can do it. Chicken. Rig. You know what doesn't make me happy? This awful noise that you're making over here. Okay. Now I will tell you this. This this made me. This didn't make me happy, but it makes me happy now in retrospect. We actually had an opportunity to go floating over the weekend. You and I.
0: Oh my gosh! Here we go. We got
1: about. That we got let's about the
0: full story. <laughs>
1: seven minutes in seven minutes into you know a two hour three hour jaunt down the river and you decided to run your inner tube into a cliff and absolutely exploded it like it looked like it wasn't a leak people it looked like there was Seracian. an engine running at the bottom of Coulter's inner tube as the air just exploded out through the water
0: yeah i was really trying to be smooth and like take it off the rock and kick myself back and i did it absolutely perfectly except for that the bottom part of my tube it wasn't a puncture nor was it a hole it was it was like i took the knife and cut the package it was a fillet job it, it, it was a yes. it was it was paper thin but it was the whole tube and so then when you know now this when sit- i'm sitting on there it's flat instantly now i'm excited because i mean
1: i'd never get a go and now my the one person that i'm here with you know, who's always complaining, okay. by the way, that I don't hang out with them. Now we got a chance. And now all of a sudden, here you are sinking to
0: the bottom of the river. Yeah, well, let's not kid yourself, though. You did not have any worse of a time without me. You love sitting alone by yourself more than anyone I know. Here's what I'm going to
1: say. I had a lovely time. I bet myself. you did. I would have had a lovely, and I might even say lovelier time with you I'm along
0: Finish with the story. So, so I was going to come down and meet What was you supposed midway. to be
1: the saving grace is that this happened so close to where we parked the car that actually you getting out and walking back to the car was not a big deal. I mean, it not was. At all. I got back to the, the car. In 10, minutes. Ten minute walk. You get back to the car. I said, okay. Now you know when you're going down the river, you don't want to have your keys on it. You know, you got to hide. You got to lock the car. You got to hide the key. Told Coulter where I hid the key. I arrived about two hours later, at you know, an hour and a half later at a, at a, you know, at a spot to take out where he was going to meet me. You rolled it. I thought, oh my gosh, he's going to have been sitting here for an hour just waiting for me to come down this thing. Uh, I won't say I was overly put out by that. I get there. I look on, on the beach. You're not there. No, no, Coulter. No, no, no. I'm going, are you kidding me? Like, whoa, did he, he must have got to get something to eat. I don't know what he's doing. Come, I get over there. As I pull, as start stepping out onto dry land, you come walking up. You go, are you just getting here? I said, yeah. He said, he said, me too. You got your car, not my car, your car, which was the takeout vehicle at the bottom. Yep. And I'm going, well, what? why would he drive my car down to get his car just to park my car and then drive his car back up here? He said, I couldn't find the key. Yep. I hid it in a very specific place. I don't say where exactly. You know, because I don't want people stealing my free Kia. But I said, "You, you got to be kidding me!" And now I'm starting to trip out. Like, did I actually put the key in my pocket on accident? And then, then because it's definitely gone. If I did that, I mean, it ain't here. And we don't know what's going on. You found, a, fortunately, after 30 minutes of searching, at least a, a, a very nice guy to actually you know, give you a hitch and drive you down to town, get your car so you could be there. You drive me up to the car. I look and there is the key exactly at the very spot that I said that it was where you were looking and there it was. And we had, we were off on our way. Yep. Do you think people have enjoyed this 10 minutes? Uh, of you know,
0: I think that every person that knows me is thinking this is the most hilarious thing ever. and Everybody that doesn't is just, Saying shut up Give us the bad I news. think
1: it's the opposite I think everybody that doesn't know, know you Thinks this is hilarious And everybody that does goes Yeah, that's that's Coulter That's the person that I know <laughs> Can't find the thing exactly where it is Rips his inner tube wide open Seven minutes into a, a three hour float Beautiful Culture the Big Sky Conference. Are they going to play football Let's.
0: Uh, le- I'm going to give you the news. You got some updates? Then we're going to bury the analysis for a minute, give you some better news, and come back to this, because I'm just really in a, a mood where I just really want to accentuate the good
1: well, things. Well, can we start real quick? There's the athletic directors who met and Kay. voted, and then the president. So, so set this up for I us. I got to...
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running from networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. Our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more.
0: Words are important. When you're reporting words, those are also important. What has happened with the Class AA right now? This is a proposal that has not been voted on yet. So Class AA schools in Montana are proposing no non-conference games for all sports but golf. That's not official yet, though, although everybody is saying that it is. It's not. As a journalist, you can break a lot of news. There's a lot of news you can get out ahead of. If someone is going to be hired as a coach at a university, for example, they might not officially be hired because the paperwork is not done, but the handshake and the offer have been made. That's something you can report ahead of time. With things like boards and things like this, if you have voting members, nothing is official until the vote happens. So in the Big Sky Conference, the athletic director's it was reported that they voted, and that two thirds of the league voted to move this football season from the fall to the spring. That's not actually true. They don't vote. They put together like an informal straw poll. They, they
1: did vote, but their vote, but their is, vote doesn't
0: matter. It Has no power. But it's also not a vote per se. They put together a proposal, right, which is a suggestion that then the university presidents vote on. So. There's reports that the Big Sky athletic directors were by and large on the same page of a proposal to present to the presidents that the Big Sky Conference will move its conference season to the spring and that the other three non conference games will be available to schools to play in either the fall or the spring. That's consequential for several different reasons. We know that the Pac 12 money games have been canceled, those are gone. That money's gone. That's hurts the Big Sky big time, but there's still some Mountain West games that are available. Uh, Namely, I think Idaho State has a couple Mountain West games on its schedule. There's several Big Sky schools that have Mountain West games on the schedule. Those paydays are going to be about half the the Pac-12 paydays, still a significant amount of money. So if the if the uh, Mountain West decides to go through this fall, which the proposal is that they will, then those games can be played and that money can be collected while also not hurting your ability to chase a conference title in the spring. It also gives the ability for schools like Montana and Montana State to explore playing several non-conference games, perhaps in their own stadiums, perhaps at neutral sites, perhaps in other areas where you can gain revenue. You can also split it up. As Sam Herder told us yesterday on the ESPN Roundtable, the Missouri Valley Conference seems as if they're going to go full force, although today they did push their media days back uh, Craig Haley, you have this in here. Mm-hmm. Said so the Missouri Valley Football Conference presidents' council met today, but they did not take any action regarding a potential fall season. But they did push their media days back indefinitely. They will not have a preseason poll. They will not have a all conference preseason all conference team. I don't know what that indicates. But as we know, Sam Herder told us that the league itself is pushing full force. Montana plays at Missouri State on September 12th. Maybe that game still happens. It's, if this proposition is approved by the presidents, we'll see. But the thing that drives me crazy from a journalism perspective is you cannot report that any of this stuff is happening until the vote is final. And <laughs> as one Big Sky conference administrator told me today, he said, if you think that 13 people that think they're smarter than every other person in the entire world are going to listen to a directive automatically that people that work in athletics present to them, you're crazy. <laughs> Said right. it's it's likely, but it's not certain, and this thing could go completely and utterly off the rails so, in a variety of different ways. As
1: the good journalists that we are, here's the facts as they are to be had at this very moment. The athletic directors of the Big Sky Conference did get together. They had a you can call it a vote if you want, but it's a vote that was just merely an internal vote to come to a an agreement or at least a, a majority about what they were going to send as a proposal to the presidents, who in fact are the ones carrying the vote, which will ultimately be the decision makers. And I do think that we have not talked about the president's very much, and probably not enough in total on this show because we talk when we talk athletics, we talk to athletic directors, when, yes. you know, administratively, we talk to commissioners, we talk to, uh, you know, obviously coaches and all that stuff in situations like this. And anything that has to do with the university, the power sits at the the feet of the president and the president's office. Exactly, And they will be the ones who ultimately make the decision because this is a university decision, even though it's an athletic decision, the same way that it would be if it was a science department, a math department, a a literature department, whatever it might be. So uh, that's where we're at right now. And that vote is purportedly taking place right now. Like they are meeting to have a vote now whether in fact there is enough there for a conclusion to be come to for for a vote that can be you know stamped as a decision we will find out if and when that comes
0: about so i think the uncertainty here lies in um I, i'm trying to say this without being too much of a downer but there's there's some schools in the Big Sky Conference that I believe want to play in the fall period. There's other schools, like the Montana schools, that I think they're stuck in the middle because I think that the coaches and the players would really love to play this fall. I think that that's the best time for football in Montana, just when it comes from a weather perspective. Well, from
1: every perspective.
0: From every perspective. Yeah. It's just the best time. But how much revenue are you losing if you're playing in front of it of – lower capacity stadiums that's a huge issue for the montana schools but then there's other schools in the league i think that do want to go full force period because they don't have the worry about lost revenue because they don't lose that much at the gate and then there's other schools that don't want to do it at all because they want to wait all the way until next ball they want their seniors to get an extra year in eligibility so they can get those pac-12 money games so that you're not playing for nothing and the whole thing that this comes around to and i was really thinking about this yesterday we talked about the 50% capacity for the FCS playoffs, regardless of if that's in the fall or the spring, required 56 FBS members. Well, the Big Sky is going to be the tipping point on this whole thing. If they move to the spring, the FCS playoffs is moving to the spring, period. Because 13 teams from the Big Sky Conference out from 73 teams, now you're at 60 out of 111. You're already at, what, 51, 52%? Yeah. So one other drop school, one other, two other drop schools, you're out. But the other thing, when Sam Herder from hero sports dropped that number that he had heard that it would cost half a million dollars per football program to do a season's worth of COVID-19 testing. Yeah. That combined with the fact that the FCS playoffs is going to pit teams from all around the country and you can't have a schedule of availability. You can't have quote unquote safe scheduling. I was really thinking about this last night I think it doesn't matter what happens at any time between now and May. I do not think the FCS playoffs is happening. Yeah, because I, mean, I think that, that 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 the one thing that the NCAA did that is unbreakable is that rule. Schools won't be able to pay for it. Yeah. I don't I, it's not even that they won't be able to, I think they won't want to. I think they will not invest in losing money. Farther than they already have because they're already going to lose. Like you said, an FCS football program is a a money-losing proposition. Mm -hmm. But you're going to lose more than you've ever had before because of no fans in the stands, no money games. You're not going to then double down and reinvest another $500,000 to then lose more money. Yeah, maybe
1: so. Uh, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways that programs come up with money and, and find, you know, money in their budgets to, to do things, to get things done. I mean, the postseason, you know, the, the testing in the postseason, I don't think is all that big a deal because presumably if there was a postseason, that would be administered by the NCAA, and therefore that bill would fall to the NCAA. And despite the fact that there was no NCAA uh, basketball tournament this year, they do have the money to afford the testing uh, uh, for their, for any and all their postseasons that they would potentially administer. Uh, the, other thing,
0: the other thing you got to remember too, though, is that the five hundred thousand dollar number that Sam dropped—that's a rough number, not a confirmed number—but it's also only a football number. Yeah. You have to have testing all the way across the board. And it would how be, do you afford that? It would be that?
1: a lot cheaper for every other sport. But again, it it's it still going to be it's still going to be a loss. You know, that's what it is. The other thing is, and this I don't think is all that impactful, but within 24 hours, because this applies to all NCAA-sanctioned schools, sports, etc., including Division II and Division III, there will be no Division II or III fall championships in any sport. Yep. That, that became official in the last 24 hours from the point where that, that Board of Governors vote was released. So mm-hmm. that's where we're at, and... When we know what the presidents have decided, we will pass that along to you, and that will be the uh, sort of ultimate decider on at least this next question, this most recent question that we're trying to figure
0: out. This is from Montana State's, the Montana State University Twitter account. Okay. This morning, uh, about 10 o'clock. Said so this morning, Montana Governor Steve Bullock authorized $20 million to the campuses of the Montana, the Montana University System to bolster initiatives to mitigate the risk of COVID-19 transmission, including the voluntary and free-of-charge testing of students. If that spread between both University of Montana and Montana State Systems, which this said the Montana University Systems. So I'm assuming that that's what the implication is. If that's the case, and the the state government is going to bolster the ability to test students on all campuses, that's huge because that mitigates this cost and makes things a lot more realistic. But either way, we'll have our uh, nose to the grindstone and uh, let you know if and when this proposal actually becomes official, but uh, how about two pieces of good news before we uh, okay go to the 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 break? I mean, I guess if you want to ruin our our vibe here. First of all, Derek Selvig, who's the, uh, yeah. the nep- nephew of Robin Selvig, about and Derek Selvig uh, today. former former Grizz basketball player, and just all around great guy. He's yep. been a, been an assistant over at Montana Tech last several years, and as we know, actually uh, Montana Tech has recruited Western Montana uh, tremendously well when it comes to boys basketball. And so, actually, Derek's been living in Missoula because with the quarantine, half their roster's from Missoula or the Bitterroot, and they're all home. So he said, well, I'll just be here. I can just go to the park and work guys out individually. We can socially distance. It's AIA so you can do a lot more... Um, realistic things, you know, you can actually just, you know, coach your kids. Imagine yeah. that without hour limits. If a guy wants to go shoot hoops as your as his coach, you can go do that. What a concept. Anyways, Derek Selvig named the head coach at Dickinson State today. Absolutely. So that'd be very cool. He's from Glendive. So uh, Eastern Montana is familiar to him. And Dickinson's obviously in Western North Dakota. So you have a, a little bit of a recruiting base there, which is fun, which is cool. And then the other piece of good news, we kind of glossed over this the other day, but I think this is awesome. And there's a lot of speculation that, uh, this was up in the air after it seemed like it was such a surefire thing. Dante Olson yeah. on the active roster on the, the active, active roster Eagles. That,
1: that that is. I mean, I didn't even know that they had an active roster at this moment. You know what I mean? I didn't even know that ex- that that was a thing. But he's got a you know he's got a jersey number. Number 50, 59 wearing it for Milton Mamula, right? Is right, that cause, right? Because
0: well, Chris Mamula, who's Milton's father, yep. wore number fifty nine for the Eagles, and he was one of Tim Houck's best friends. So that was the connection that brought Milton Mamula to Montana. But also, it doesn't help, doesn't hurt that Bobby Houck is not the head football coach in college, and now Tim Houck is the secondary coach and special teams coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Well, and also they were, even though separated by a few years, you know, teammates for you know for what it's worth and. What do they say? Right, whatever. What's a grizz? Always a grizz. That's the thing. So <laughs> right. uh, you know, you stand it up for your guy and for for uh, for the lineage there. But that is it's really that's fantastic. I'm so interested to know more about this man. I did not. I, I honestly did not know that an active roster or a 53 man roster or something like that was was even a thing in the month of, uh, you know, in now, before before well, there's camps and all that kind of stuff. I mean, when I say it, active, I understand it, it's because it active. Well, but
0: it's because they, they did a couple of stipulations. Yeah. They were bringing 95 to camp. Now they're bringing 70 to camp. Mm-hmm. They're still in flux deciding whether the 70 will be the active roster or the taxi squad roster or what. Mm-hmm. But basically, as of right now, teams are allowed to carry 70, and all those guys are considered active because they don't want to delineate between practice squads in case there's some sort of COVID deal. So they're just leaving it in flux. And they might carry 70 all the way into the season, or they might have an expanded practice squad that's 15 to 20 guys. We'll see how that plays out. This, is,
1: this though, is, is the exact thing we were talking about. For most of the small school, the undrafted free agents, the 6th and 7th round picks the fact that there's not going to be a 90 man camp for the NFL season is 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 a disaster man it's terrible you don't right. you you don't get a look okay however if you are able to find yourself in that 70 you've already sort of beat out 20 other people and you are now on on quote the short list i mean there's 53 man roster out of 70 if it does go to 53 that's only 17 people now it's still a long ways to go You know, but and additionally, if they're going to expand the practice squad roster, you have uh, the the highest probability that's ever been had to, in one way or another, be a Philadelphia Eagle in this case for Dante
0: Olsen. So that's fantastic.
1: It's a huge, huge deal right now to be to have
0: that. Absolutely, and again, this is all in flux in terms of the quote unquote official nature of it. But Travis Johnson. From Montana State is working out right now. Tampa Bay Buccaneers catching passes from Tom Brady. Bryce Dirk, There was a video of the Dolphins posted of Bryce Stirk walking off the bus. You know he was like, they, you know they just right. do like the two minute clip. There's Bryce Dirk. So three guys with Montana ties are uh, in the mix at least. There which, you go. Uh, which is is cool to see because they're all all three of those guys are incredibly hard workers and incredibly awesome athletes and they all deserve a shot because I, I think I, I honestly think all three of those guys deserve, deserve to be on an uh, nfl squad it's
1: two tell new 1029 espn radio we're going to make coulter even happier we're talking some nba next coulter during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf and nobody better than western birch to get your round started
0: right
1: Welcome back. to Tell the One is 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, at Gus Tutel on the Twitter thing, at 102.9 ESPN, and at Skyline Sports MT as well. Follow along there and, uh, you know, enjoy your life. Coulter, your time has come, my friend. The National Basketball Woo. Association, they're playing in the bubble. Things seem to be going pretty well. Uh, but the first couple injuries have cropped up. One significant one... Maybe not an injury at all, but let's talk about them just briefly. First of all, the 76ers uh, point guard or power forward, depending on the day, Ben Simmons, is out indefinitely with a subluxation of his left patella tendon.
0: Uh, So I checked in with our resident uh, doctor. Okay, my brother, who's just suffered more injuries than anybody, so he might as well be a doctor because he can explain them all to you. Yep. Uh, subluxion of the uh, – what, what is it? How do you say it? Patella tendon. No, I know. But what, what, is, did I say that right? Subluxation. Subluxation. That's a um, – it's a dislocation of the kneecap via, uh, via some sort of uh, hyperextension. Yeah. But that then goes right back. So in other words, you can dislocate your kneecap and then it's it's all the way out here and you're getting cartilage damage and all sorts of bad things and you probably have to have somebody pop it back in. This is where it just dislocates but comes right back in but it strains all the tendons and muscles around it. It's very painful. I'm
1: thinking about the, uh, the Patrick Mahomes injury. That's exactly course.
0: what it is. Very yeah. good, Gus. It is the exact same injury that Patrick Mahomes suffered.
1: So uh, he is out indefinitely. Uh, they're going to take some more, obviously, tests and, and and make a determination there. But Brett Brown said, uh, the head coach of the uh, 76ers, quote, this one stings for sure, end quote. Uh, as the 76ers are trying, they're, they're in the postseason. They're locked in at that six seed uh, as of right now but uh they're trying to turn the ship around right because they're not supposed to be the sixth seed especially in the east they have done all the things that nobody wanted them to do in order to do all the things that everybody wanted them to do and they're they have not yet gotten that done and really have underachieved based on what the you know Prognosis was the projections and the and the type of players they have. They have won their last two games for whatever that's worth. Uh, they are a game or the half game, excuse me, behind Indiana for the fifth spot and a game, a two games behind Miami for the fourth spot. So uh, you know, you want to get that home court advantage. You know what I mean? Get into that four seed. Yes, we, I, I do know that they're playing in a bubble.
0: Uh, and, th- th- and this is what I wanted to talk about today. because I, know it I, I think it's
1: a very interesting dynamic. Just one more quick thing. Sure. LeBron James going to be held out of the next game with reportedly a sore groin.
0: <laughs> I'm not buying it. <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to take a bath and drink some wine. I'm not buying it. But. But when, when LeBron tweets a picture of the cheese platter yes. and the glass of wine with the yes. ice on his knee while he's in the jacuzzi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. It's valid. Nobody takes care of their body better than LeBron. Now, if you want to sit out a game, if LeBron sitting out a game right now, means that LeBron will be able to go 100% full bore all the way through the NBA Finals, uh, let's go.
1: Let me tell you something. Human beings, now there's a lot of arguments. Is with, he even a human being? He's a human being. <laughs> he's maybe the most human being, right? There's a lot of arguments about what it is that comprise a human, right? Sure. Soul, spirit, consciousness, yeah, physical yeah. makeup, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I promise you, there is nothing better for you, whatever it is that you are, than a nice jacuzzi bath with some excellent hard cheeses and a nice glass <laughs> of red wine. That will get you back and in order, bingo, I, right, right away. So it does it all right there.
0: I mean, I introduced, I, I've talked about the shop on here a lot, but LeBron James talk show, the shop. It's so good. It's such a great analysis of culture. It shows you how sports can bring people of multicultural backgrounds together. It shows you uh, what what the struggle is really like when you come from, you know, the quote-unquote the hood and become a multi-multi-millionaire when you're 18 years old. I mean, LeBron talks about it extensively, but he has such a great line in the third episode of The Shop. He said, man, I'm just super lucky because I had great veteran teammates with me in Cleveland early on. That taught me how much better it is, how much better I feel when I sit in the jacuzzi and drink wine than go to the club and drink Dom Perignon. <laughs> He's like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, oh, you guys are tired. I'm relaxing. Like I'm feeling good. I had right. a couple glasses of wine. I'm going to bed. I'm ripping it up the next day. That's Whereas how you like stay my other rookie, exactly, minutes. my other rookie teammates are sitting here like uh, rubbing their eyes. Two p.m. shoot around. What'd you guys do last? I stay out till five in the morning. Yeah. We're in Houston. Why didn't? Why wouldn't we? Yeah, but it. it it is an interesting part of becoming a professional. On that note, I inter- listened to an interesting podcast with Steve Kerr, and he was debating um, the, the the dichotomy between toughness of the previous generation because it was his assertion that the, the last group of NBA players that played in the 80s and 90s are much tougher than the guys that are now. Yeah. I think that's pretty undeniable.
1: I would be 100% on the yes on that.
0: But Steve Kerr said that the maximum dichotomy, though, is that guys now – they have so much more knowledge and also so much more discipline to take care of themselves though he said the 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 guys going out till 4 in the morning all the time is just not a thing whereas you know you watched the last dance those guys it are going out not, to, not a thing. I mean, Dennis Robin straight skipping practice to go to Vegas and be on the WWF, you know? it's uh, So it is. It's Maybe the hardened toughness is different, but you have guys now that take care of themselves a lot better.
1: Two-tell one is 10290 ESPN Radio. Okay, there's no home court advantage. This has not been talked about enough, Colter.
0: Tell uh, I agree, because I think that it really comes down to then, if you're not going to, the, the the in the NBA, the best team wins more often than in any other pro sport. When it comes to the finality of the championship.
1: When, when you talk about series, like, it's probably more on a on a knife's edge. Like, more teams, how can I say it? The better team normally wins one football game in a football game, but it's there, the upsets are there because it is only one game in a playoff scenario where the cream rises to the top in the NBA because of the series format of the playoffs and in baseball it's always such a weird percentage game yeah and hockey the same thing we see eight seeds beating one seed so yes i
0: agree with i mean since the merger in in 1978 the aba nba merger in 1978 i believe that the chicago bulls who beat the utah jazz in utah in both in game six in both 97 and 98 are the only team in the history in in that in that 30-year sample size to beat a team that had a better regular season record than them on their home court before a Game 7 occurred. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. They the, Utah had the last two games at home, and Chicago ended the, the series in Utah before having to go home right. two years in a row. It never happens. If you have to go to the best team record-wise in the NBA for a Game 7, whether it's the conference semifinals, the conference finals, or the finals— the home team wins like 80 to 85% of the time. There has n- hardly ever been a celebration where the away team is celebrating on the home team's court after a Game 7 victory. Sometimes they might take care of business and get it done in five games, not have right. to get to that seven games, but actually winning Game 7. So it makes the best teams win all the time. But now that there's not that home court advantage to play for, and that that ultimate last game of Game 7 in any of the series is not there, I think it really skews the dynamic of what teams are going to do and what they're going to want to do coming in the playoffs. For example, right now the race for the nines or the eight seed in the in the uh, Western Conference, yeah, is between the Memphis Grizzlies. No, it's not. You, you think they're out? They've lost five straight. They haven't won a
1: game in the bubble. I mean, right. It's it's a catastrophe, man. Totally. Even though
0: they're still one game ahead of Portland, here. totally. But here's my take. You got the Grizzlies, the Blazers, the Suns, the Spurs. Are the Kings there? The Kings aren't there. No. So, I mean, so the, the Kings are there. They're playing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. They, so, I, so, as far as teams that are just in contention, though, not, not not prospects, but teams that are actually just in contention I mean, for the eighth seed, the Kings are two and a half games behind them. So, so, you got so. the Grizzlies, the Blazers, the Suns, the Spurs, the Kings, and the Pelicans, right? Yep. It's my notion that if you're the Lakers or the Clippers, throw out the records. This is all about young teams versus veterans. If I'm the Lakers or the Clippers, I want to play the Grizzlies or the Suns or the Kings or the Pelicans all day more than I would want to play the Spurs, more than I would want to play the Blazers because of the coaching and because of the veteran players. And when you take the home court advantage out of it, it levels the playing field.
1: Denny Green went on the record and said, the Portland Trail Blazers are the biggest threat to us in the first round. Said it. No doubt. So, when you got five different teams to pick from, that's the one that I, that is the biggest threat. Nurkic is back, obviously. That's the that's the big one. But they have you know two outs. You know they they, they do they have the best backcourt in in the West. The maybe maybe the Clippers, right? If you if you consider if you that can, Kawhi and Paul are are the backcourt, I don't but know the, if you but would. I
0: think you, Paul George is not a guard though. He can play guard, but he's not a guard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the Blazers have the best backcourt in the West. So, now, LeBron and AD are a problem. Well, they're such a problem. <laughs> there's there's ESPN3 is doing this new camera angle where you can watch the games archived without announcers, hmm. and they shoot the game from on top of the hoop. Yeah. Yeah. As majestic and impressive the NBA is from the traditional angle that we normally watch it as, when you watch it like that, particularly when you watch the Lakers and you watch them run an extended fast break, and you watch Anthony Davis and LeBron James run a high pick and roll mm-hmm. in when they, when the when LeBron is barreling downhill at you, it is so fast, it's crazy. Like it's it makes your brain hurt trying to think about getting in front of LeBron James first and foremost. Right. But if AD rolls right then you just – LeBron doesn't even have to look. Just throw the ball anywhere in the yeah, world, and yeah. Anthony Davis is going to catch it, and it's it's buckets. Right. It's amazing. But this all brings me to my point here is that I think that this scenario that's playing out right now – I'm not saying teams are going to drop games, but I'm also saying that LeBron James doesn't care about getting the one seat because he doesn't care about having a home court advantage. He only cares about his team playing the best and having the most advantageous matchups going to the playoffs. The only comparison, though, that we really have to this season – is the 1998-99 season, 98, 98 99 season, the year after Michael Jordan retired. We had the NBA lockout, and it cost the NBA the first 32 games of the year. They started after the new year. They played a 50-game schedule, and that alone really skewed what the seeds were, but it also derailed several different teams that should have been right there, and it also let a really young and was supposed to be rebuilding San Antonio Spurs team win their first title and I just wonder if there's any lessons to be learned from that because when you look at the 1998-99 playoff bracket that was the year where it was supposed to be Miami versus Indiana in the Eastern Conference Finals and it was supposed to be probably Portland uh, versus probably Utah in the in the Western Conference Finals and yeah. instead it was the Knicks versus the Spurs in the championship the Knicks as the eighth seed and the Spurs with a rookie Tim Duncan and a David Robinson coming off of an injury. And so you just wonder if there's a parallel there. Because in that playoffs, it was it was the only NBA playoffs that was akin to what some of the other playoffs are like. As we know, in especially in like the FCS playoffs in college football, who's ever playing the best, has the best chance to win it. That hasn't been true because of North Dakota State recently. Or they've just been the team that's been playing the best and the best team at the same time. But... There is a dynamic there where in a lot of times in tournament play, we see it in soccer all the time. A lot of times we see it in baseball. I mean, how many times have you seen the wild card team get hot down the stretch, make it to the playoffs, and then make it all the way to the World Series? You see it in baseball a lot. You just wonder in basketball, that's not in professional basketball, it's not been the case, but you wonder if it is the case now. The team playing the best has a chance to make a run because that's what we saw back in 99 when the Knicks, as an eight seed, went all the way to the finals and the Spurs, with a young team, ended up winning the championship.
1: Well, I do think the team playing the best is, you know, I mean, in a certain way, obvious enough that they're going to be a threat in a tournament like this. I understand what you're saying compared to just simply the most talented team, but also. The reason that Portland's got such a run at this again is because they are one of the most talented teams who hasn't been all
0: together, and we've you know we've harped on this, but it's there. One of what do you think of my dynamic though of young versus old, veteran versus not? I mean, don't you think that if you're LeBron James, you I mean, all I'm saying is LeBron James could he would love. To baptize Zion Williamson,
1: bet the ages all day. You long know what I'm saying? In the like Absolutely. LeBron is
0: sitting here saying, "We cannot play Dollar Dame in the first round. Yes, we have to figure out a way to play John Morant or Zion <laughs> Williamson. You know, because <laughs> right. those guys are so talented. But, but LeBron, they, they ain't ready. I mean, no. he'll just bend them over and yes. spank them. Yep. You know, yep. LeBron is excited for this.
1: Uh, I wanted to ask you this: if you saw this and what you thought about this, I thought this was uh, remarkable, and I, I am prepared to agree with it, mostly because I'm not prepared to disagree with Greg Popovich on anything, <laughs> but the Spurs played the Nuggets the other night. The Nuggets won. Somebody else, I don't recall who it was on the Nuggets, had 39, but Greg Popovich said, quote, N- Nikola Djokic is the reincarnation of Larry Bird. It's what he said about the Joker wow. and the Nuggets. Now, you and I... My heart has grown immensely over the years for Larry Bird post-watching yes. him play. And I, I was really, I mean, frankly, a kid at, when he was doing his thing, certainly right. in his prime and even at the end of his career. I, but, but, you know, to go back and go, okay, right, Larry Bird, got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, remarkable. It, it is. I,
0: I, I think that... And for Pop to say it? Yeah, I know. Come on I know, I know. Here's the thing, though. I think that comparisons are a really fun part of sports and they're the easiest to make in professional basketball, certainly. But I think that I think that saying that Nikolai Djokic is is uh, the the next or the reincarnation of anything is first of all low hanging fruit and second of all not giving him enough credit. I think that Jokic is is the first of what he is. And it's just like there is yeah. no there's no evolutionary version of what was Kevin Durant before. He's the first. Yeah. He's the first of what he is. I think Jokic is the same. And the reason that I found the, the the quote so fascinating
1: is because I agree with you completely. Like if you look at what Larry Bird did and was and what Jokic is there's a lot of ways in which they are not they're not even close to the same. Right. But when you I think when you talk about the sense of the game People talk about vision But it's not vision It's instinct And it's knowledge Of and what is happening Spatial awareness Positioning Yeah All of that stuff I you, There's almost no players When I watch basketball Because I don't have A nuanced enough Understanding of the game When I watch it in real time To appreciate The spacing that is happening And where they're going To create what it is That they're creating On the floor It just looks to me Like guys Filling vacuums Filling lanes And passing the ball around Trying to score points Right except for and there's maybe a couple others but Jokic is absolutely unquestionably at the top of that list where I see he shows me when he moves around yeah. what it is that he's doing to to create
0: the spaces that he's in and it is it's really remarkable to watch if I was a division 1 basketball coach in America I would make my players watch a handful of the European guys Specifically, Jokic and Doncic. I was going to say
1: Doncic is, is absolutely on that list too. In terms of the space, the the guys who I will watch just to see where they go and how they do what they do. Yes, yeah,
0: from from the Fab Five through the guys that dominated college basketball in the late nineties, like Allen Iverson and Stephon Marbury, that showed the whole world that speed and handles and scoring are so essential, and those guys created you know, the Kyrie Irvings of the world. They created th- this wave of point guards like Trey Young, or previously, Derek Rose. But I think one of the things that happened to American basketball that made it homogenized, particularly at the Division One college level, is that it's become so much about hyper-athleticism and speed, which is a, obviously an advantage in basketball, but it's not the only advantage. No. That's why I would make my dudes watch Jokic and Doncic, because it shows you, the, the, the article in Sports Illustrated last year when Doncic first broke onto the scene, and he has this tremendous quote where he says, you Americans think it's all about being fast and jumping high. He said, I've never been fast and I've never been able to jump and I go wherever I want on the court and it's easier in America because you guys all ru- outrun me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I always say if you got the ball in your hand, it doesn't matter how fast you are. They got to go as slow as you.
1: It's 2 of two 1029 ESPN Radio. We got to get out because we're going to come back and briefly, okay? We won't labor the point, but it is a love. We're going to talk to PGA Championship, Jason Day minus five. Who else is where and where do we stand, Coulter and I, amongst each other? Right after this, hey, Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, 2904 West Broadway, also on Highway 83 in Seeley. The weather, it's warming up, so it's time to get on the lake and off the road. Get up in the mountains, go do what you got to do, Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes, tops in the industry. If you want to ride around on two wheels, have some fun, maybe do some jumps, I don't know, live your life, okay, enjoy it. Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes at Kurtz Polaris. They also have great side-by-sides. The best line that you can find anywhere. Razors to go fast. Performance machines. Also, Rangers and Generals get a ton of work done. Great side-by-sides for the family, maybe just for you and a friend. Have yourself some fun with the side-by-sides. Get some work done from Kurtz Polaris or just get out on the water with a crest pontoon boat. That's right. Pontoon boats. How about that? From Kurtz Polaris on the lake, on the rivers, enjoy yourselves there as well. Summer the way you always envision with Kurtz Polaris online at kurtzpolaris.com.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. Our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more.
1: Coming up, top of the hour, our senior spotlight with Lexi Deedon, Sentinel High School graduate who uh, is now at Montana State getting ready for her uh, first year as a uh, lady bobcat over there in Bozeman. So we'll talk to her in just a moment. But wanted to give you a quick update on the PGA Championship, the first major of the season. It is ongoing. It is on ESPN television right now if you're looking for it. Uh, For those of you who are not familiar, they do – they, they play two completely separate rounds of golf, a, a morning round with half the field and an afternoon round with the other half of the field. So as it sits right now, the afternoon field is about halfway through, between 8 and 12 holes through their, uh, their tee times in the afternoon. But of the players that have finished, Jason Day, alone at the top, Bad back and all, making a comeback shot of 65. He's five under, obviously just a par 70 course, one par five on each nine. Got to make the most of it there at San Francisco. Brooks Kapka is one of nine players who is at four under. There's also a big group at three under, eight, seven or eight players there. And, yes, everybody wants to know what Tiger do. 68. Good day for Tiger Woods. Two under for Tiger, and he's certainly, you know, very right there.
0: You mentioned Tiger Woods having a really hard time with his putting posture
1: mm-hmm.
0: the last time he played. Yeah. he got a new putter.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, he should get a new
0: back. Well, yeah, that's he already tried that. I mean, he got the thing replaced. That's the issue. But he got a longer putter. So if you watched him today, he was looking a little better. Yeah, uh, he putted pretty well today. Uh, other things worth noting. Um, first of all, Xander Shafley, Yeah, this is his home course. Mm. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. So you and I made a little wager. I made a similar wager with my brother. He took Xander Shaffley with his second pick. I said, why are you going so high with Xander? He said, oh, this is his home course. And then he goes out and shoots 66. So that makes sense. Brooks Kepka, defending champion, he shoots a 66. Justin Rose, who's been uh, more off than on this year, he shoots a 66. So that that adds some intrigue. Uh, Gary Woodland, who won a major a year ago, uh, in at 67, so that's an interesting score, too. And Zach Johnson. And I was going to say, right? Zach Johnson is probably the most surprising guy that's in that top 10 range because he was uh, a major champion winner who then just fell off the map. Well, here's the thing. Zach Johnson, his
1: game, he's not, he's not a long hitter, and, you know, he's a good putter, I guess, but not a great putter. Where he makes... Everything is that he is very precise. He's fairways all day long, yeah. and he's greens all day long. There's a lot of courses right now. It doesn't matter if you hit the fairway or not. You know, roughly speaking, if you're a hundred yards further up the up the up the hole, regardless of whether you're in the short grass or not, you are in a far better situation. That ain't the case here, San Francisco man. They're growing that grass long in this course. So, uh it's it it bodes well for him who has always had to manage what it is that he does well, and he did it very well today. I don't know that I'm sitting here expecting Zach Johnson even though he is a major winner to be there when it's all said and done, but uh, an excellent round of 66. And again, there's quite a few uh players still on the course right now. Several players, a couple of players at 3 under through 11, two under through uh, you know, half, half the Bryson DeChambeau, by the way, 200 through eight right now, uh, as they play in San Francisco. Thank you for obliging Coulter and I to talk a little bit of golf. It's two telling the one is one of ESPN radio, hour one in the books, hour two straight ahead, Lexi Deaton, subject of our senior spotlight. We'll talk with her right after this.
0: It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear, How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.